So you figured out deductions, figuring things out and understanding what exactly a deduction is. You make it through another week of work and get a calendar reminder. Dentist appointment, 2 p.m. on Friday. Dang, not looking forward to that. A couple hundred dollars out of the pocket just to be told that you're a mouth breather. You did, however, just make a donation to your local charity, so you're feeling pretty good about the week overall. Hearing from your parents that you may be eligible for some tax credits for both, you realize you have no idea what a tax credit is or why you can claim it. Stumped on the answer, you get to our question for today. What in the world is a tax credit and how does it affect my taxes? Welcome everyone to another Canadian taxation episode. This is your host Gaetano and with me is my co-host Joey, better known as Joe Tax. And today we'll be looking at what a tax credit is and what the most common ones are that can benefit you when preparing your tax returns. Now, this episode is going to be more of an overview of the most common credits, but we will go in depth on each of them in future episodes. So, Joe, first things first, what is a tax credit? When we're looking at tax credits, we have to look at the two different types of tax credits. We have our refundable tax credits and our non-refundable tax credits. So first off, a non-refundable tax credit. That's an amount that's limited to the amount of taxes payable that you have in the year. So you can't generate a refund strictly with non-refundable tax credits. For refundable credits, this would be amounts that can be refunded in the event the amount of the credit is higher than the amount of taxes payable that you have in the year. Now, I know every time we go through the definitions, it just sounds like a whole lot of jargon. So let's just apply this to 40K Fred and see what we end up coming out with. It's important to note that, again, we're not going to be taking any provincial or territorial implications into our example. We're just looking at it from a federal perspective because the way it's applied federally is still the same way it's applied in the provinces and the territories. The numbers will just be slightly different. So Joe, take it away. Perfect. So when we're looking at 40K Fred, on $40,000 of income and at a rate of 15% federally, Fred would pay approximately $6,000 of income taxes without any of these credits being applied. Now, on that same $40,000 of income, let's say that Fred ended up generating about $2,000 of federal non-refundable credits. This would mean that Fred's tax bill would end up being reduced by that $2,000, meaning that he goes from $6,000 that he has to pay to $4,000 of income taxes that he has to pay. Now, let's say in the case of refundable credits, let's say on $40,000 of income with $2,000 of federal refundable credits, And, you know, let's assume Fred had sufficient non-refundable credits so that his taxes payable got him down to zero. Fred would have a refund of that $2,000 of refundable credits, which would be a pretty nice amount of money that he's getting back in the year. So essentially, the name says it all. If it's a non-refundable credit, you're not going to be getting a cash refund for it. If it's a refundable credit, you could get a cash refund for it if your tax balance has been brought down to zero and you still had some refundable portion left over. So Joey, how are these credits calculated? Yeah, it's a great question. So the majority, (laughs) thanks. The majority of non-refundable credits are calculated at a rate of 15% of the expense. So for example, if an individual had an expense that's eligible for a non-refundable credit in the amount of $2,000, let's say it was medical expenses or something like that, they'd receive a non-refundable credit in the amount of $300 to help reduce their taxes payable which is the $2,000 that they incurred times the 15% rate for non-refundable credits. When you're in the lowest tax bracket, that's essentially a dollar for dollar savings, meaning that you would be taxed at a rate of 15% on $1 of income, 
and you would end up receiving a 15% credit on $1 of eligible credit amounts. Alternatively, the majority of refundable credits, on the other hand, are dollar for dollar. So if you had $600 of income tax withheld on your T4 in the year, then you would have $600 of refundable credits to apply against your taxes payable for that same tax year. So let's take a look at the five most common tax credits that individuals see on their tax return. The first one is income tax withheld. Now, this is a refundable tax credit. And if you remember from our payroll episode, we actually talked about it then. We talked about how the payroll administrator where you work would withhold things like CPP, EI, and income tax on each of your paychecks. The amount of income tax withheld is one of those amounts, and it's available to you as a refundable credit when it comes time to file your taxes. So let's look at 40K Fred here. If he wound up owing $6,000 on his 40K salary in federal taxes, and his payroll administrator had withheld $6,500 off of his paychecks in the year, the difference is $500, which Fred could receive as a refund if he had no other taxes owing. The second item that we would highlight is called the basic personal amount, and this is a non-refundable credit. So without knowing it, you probably received the basic personal amount in your tax return year over year without even really having to do much of anything but just input the details that you have for your return. So essentially what the basic personal amount does is ensure that you are not taxable on the first $13,000 of income in the year. And $13,229 is the figure for the 2020 tax year. This means that you'll receive a non-refundable credit of $1,984 for 2020 which is 13229 times that 15% rate for the basic personal amount simply for filing a tax return. So Gaetano, that's pretty simple. That All you got to do is just put your stuff together, file your return, and you get this credit. Honestly, it's my favorite number because like, even no matter what you see it, it's like, I don't have to touch it. It's, it's correct. I'm right. I'm fine. Move on. Exactly. The next item that I'm going to highlight is eligible medical expenses, which is another non-refundable tax credit. So if you incurred medical expenses for which you were not reimbursed by an insurance plan or what have you, then you may be able to claim the expenses on your tax return. Now, we would highlight that there are some limitations to what you can claim for medical purposes. So things like cosmetic surgeries would not be eligible, but we'd definitely highlight if you do think that you're on the fence about whether or not something is going to be eligible for medical expenses, just do a quick Google search for the CRA accounts for what is eligible. So now the calculation itself is a little tricky, so just bear with us here. In order to determine if you're eligible for the medical expense credit in a tax year, you need to calculate your threshold, which is the absolute bare minimum that you have to achieve before you can start claiming uh, credit for this amount. So the amount is calculated as 3% of your net income on line 23600, or a max of $2,397 for the 2020 tax year. So for example, if 40K Fred had $40,000 in net income, his threshold for claiming medical expenses as a credit would be $1,200 for the year, which is 3% of that $40,000. So that means if Fred had to pay $2,000 for dental work in the year, because Fred's got a bit of a sweet tooth and the cavities started piling up, he can claim a credit for the excess over his $1,200 threshold, being a credit of $120 on the remaining $800 over that $1,200 threshold. To keep it even simpler, in case you aren't preparing your own return this year, you're having someone else prepare it, I'm going to give the same advice that my parents gave me. Keep all your medical slips 
And at the end of the year, give them all to the person preparing your tax return and let them sort it out for you. But if you are preparing yourself, CRA has an amazing listing of all the expenses that are eligible for medical tax credit. And it can really help you identify for yourself. And it's good going forward because it can, again, like Joy said, really reduce the taxes you owe. The next credit, it's going to sound familiar. It's tuition payments. Now, it might be because of PTSD, or it might be because you listened to our episode, Taxes for Students, where we went through the tuition credit. Whichever it is, that's one of the most common credits for individuals. And it's because most individuals pursue post-secondary. Now, we're not going to dive too deep into it because, like I said, we already covered it. But the main thing you need to know is that tuition payments are part of the non-refundable credit grouping, which means they have a 15% tax rate applied to them in the year that you incurred the tuition expenses. So if you were like me last year and you had to pay 10K in tuition, and that was in the 2020 calendar year, you would be getting a credit of approximately $1,500 because it's 10,000 you paid times the 15% tax credit rate, which gives you $1,500. Now, if you can't make full use of your tuition credits in the year, that's not a problem. You are able to carry this credit forward into future tax years to help reduce your tax burden. But it's important to note that you can only do this if you claim the tuition in the tax year that you paid it. So if you paid tuition in 2020, you need to claim it on your 2020 tax return so that you can then carry it forward. Trying to claim past year tuition payments in future tax years is disallowed by CRA and can result in you losing that benefit. So just to highlight like some of the benefits that Gaetano and I would have seen in something like that, I started working professionally in 2018, and my last semester was in 2017. So I was actually able to claim my tuition from the 2017 year as a carry forward on my 2018 return and effectively reduce my taxes payable in that year. The fifth and final one that we're going to go over today is the donations and gifts tax credit, which is another non-refundable credit. So this one is actually a little different in how they apply the kind of credit that you're eligible for, but I'll run through that in a second. So let's just say, bless your heart, you helped out an amazing organization in financial need and you received an eligible donation receipt for 300 bucks. That's amazing, good for you. As you made an eligible donation in the year and you got that receipt, you can claim a non-refundable credit for the amount of the donation that you made. So creditors calculated as 15% on the first $200 of donations, and then 29% on any amount in excess of $200. So using that $300 donation, you just netted a tax credit of $59 for the year. If you can't use the full credit, that's not a problem. You can carry forward donations for up to five years after the tax year to apply to a future return. So that just means that you can end up benefiting from the donation you made this year and a year that it's more beneficial for you. Now, something I've seen on tax returns that I've been preparing, is that people, they're very generous and they make donations to different causes and purposes. But what they don't know is that you can only claim donations and gifts as tax credits if the person or the entity you're donating it to is registered with CRA as a registered being or a registered body. To keep it simple, it's essentially saying that the organization you donated to is allowed to issue donation receipts in exchange for the donation you contributed. If you're giving money to a social cause, but you don't get a tax receipt back showing a registered entity, you actually can't claim it on your tax return. It's a little bit confusing, I agree. But if you want to know if the, if the entity you're supporting is allowed or you can claim that amount you supported, go on the CRA's website, go to the registered charity listing and just search the entity up. It's a quick way to find out if you're supporting a cause registered or not. 
Now, we got to tell you, these are not all the credits available to credits. credits. These are not all the credits that are applicable for any given tax year. And they're not an entire listing that might be applicable to you. There are just so many that there's no way we could cover them all, especially when a lot of them are very specific to unique individuals. Gaetano can attest to the fact that I could probably talk taxes all day if I really wanted to, but we're not trying to take up your entire day with doing this podcast today. So we're just going to go over the few additional ones that would end up being most beneficial for you that you might see in a year. Uh, We're going to give a couple of examples of credits we didn't cover today, but we intend to cover in future episodes because of just how beneficial they are. Uh, They're just not as common when you start off as a young adult. So the dividend tax credit, this is something that I'm receiving and we'll explain how it works later on in episodes. And another one, home buyer's amount. This is something that a lot of young adults will be eligible for either now or in future years as they start moving towards purchasing a home. And it's a very big tax credit, very beneficial. So we'll cover those in future episodes. So hypothetically, Joy, why do credits exist? I think that's a really good question. I know. I'm just full of them today. I'm on a roll. You're full of something, that's for sure. In the case of investment-based tax credits, this is to ensure that the tax system is working properly. So it's a concept called integration, or there are other other concepts that we can end up diving into, but we won't for the purpose of this episode because it's a little more high level than we really have to go into. In the case of some credits, most of these credits are in place to provide financial relief to individuals in lower tax brackets or who are taking home less money. So low-income individuals or students definitely need the relief of things like the basic credits, the employment amounts, tuition credits to help them get by. So that would be my understanding there. Then finally, in the case of some additional credits, it's an acknowledgement of providing relief or aid that benefits the community, such as making donations. So there's more incentive to help others out. So essentially, the government is just trying to help you for some of the, the good you've done throughout the year or some of the decisions you've made. Okay. I'd say so. Yeah, that's fair. So I think the next question that everyone would want to ask or is going to ask, and I'm sure this is something that probably keeps you up at night when you have to deal with clients in tax season. What is the difference between a deduction and a credit? Because I, I know I've had to try and explain that to, to clients and just, it's not a fun conversation because to them, it's just, it's wishwash. How do you find that question? Yeah, you're really full of these great questions today, eh, Gaetano? I know. I'm just on a roll, baby. All right. So yeah, again, this is another great question. I'd say the easiest and best cop-out answer is it depends. I'd say in practice, that's probably the term that I use the most often. It just kind of depends on the situation that's presented, you know? It's not even just at work, Joe. Hey, you want to go, want to go play basketball? Depends. depends. I know the knees aren't feeling great. So. <laughs> but yeah, essentially it'll always depend on the circumstances. If someone has to incur large medical bills in the year, they'll benefit greatly from being able to claim the medical expense credit. Now, alternatively, if someone had a good year financially and they're able to make a huge contribution to their RRSP, they would benefit from that tax deduction in the year. The biggest item I'd highlight that impacts the benefit of a deduction versus a tax credit is when you move through the tax ladder because your income level increases. So let me run you through an example. Let's say 40K Fred has a friend. And we're going to name her 50K Frida. Frida. So 50K Frida has $50,000 of employment income and has moved up to the second rung on the graduated rate ladder. And if you don't quite understand the whole analogy of using a ladder, go back to our introduction to tax episode as we walk through that briefly. So this means that for every additional dollar of income that Frida ends up making, 
she'll be taxed at a rate of 20.5% federally instead of the minimum 15% because she went from the first rung to the second rung. If Frida had the option of making a $5,000 contribution to her RRSP in the year, she would drop her taxable income from $50,000 to $45,000, meaning that she would drop from a tax rate of 20.5% back down to 15%. This could be far more beneficial in reducing Frida's tax bill than applying a non-refundable credit at a rate of 15% because Frida would drop from a tax rate of 20.5% to a tax rate of 15%. Now, we're going to try and give a, another analogy to explain the difference between deductions and credits, just because, again, we understand it is a confusing topic. So think of deductions as your first line of tax defense, where you're trying to put yourself into the lowest possible tax bracket, or in other words, the lowest possible tax ladder rung. Credits are essentially the second line of defense, where it's like, okay, you ended up stuck at this rung or in this part of the ladder. We can't really do much else moving you between the ladders. So let's look at what we can do with you stuck in this position. And that's where the credits come into play. It's like, okay, what can we do to help you now? It's really what can we do to reduce your tax burden or to increase your refund after the fact? Exactly. So now that we've gone through credits, the comparison between credits and deductions, and a few credits that people might see on their returns, I think we're ready for a few key takeaways here. What do you think? I think it's time to wrap it up. Awesome. So the very first takeaway that we want you to come home with is that there are two types of credits that you can end up seeing. There's refundable and non-refundable. Non-refundable credits can bring your taxes payable down to $0, whereas refundable credits can both bring your taxes payable down to $0 or possibly generate a refund if it's in excess of your tax payable. Credits, both non-refundable and refundable, can effectively reduce your tax bill come tax season. So this can either reduce your taxes payable or generate a refund. But again, the difference comes down to whether they are non-refundable or refundable when it comes to getting that cash back in your pocket. Individuals can greatly benefit from both credits and deductions. Both can come with benefits. Both should effectively reduce the taxes payable that you have for the tax year. And as we mentioned in our last tax episode on deductions, it's also going to apply for credits and that many people are just unaware of what credits are out there and available to them and what they may be eligible to claim in any given year. We've only highlighted a few here, but for a completely comprehensive list, again, feel free to check out CRA's website for a detailed listing and maybe you'll find some that apply to you. It can help get more money back in your pocket to help improve your financial position. Just remember, no matter what you're claiming, always keep a copy of the receipt. Always, always, always. Thanks so much for listening today. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to two random schmucks on the internet. If you liked what you heard, make sure to click the follow button here on Spotify to know when our new content drops. Give us a follow on the gram and check out our email address in the description above if you have suggestions for future content. If you're ready to take the dive into getting fit educated with your finances, we're here to help you through your journey. We hope you stay positive, test negative, and have yourself a great day.